0: Eat, drink, smoke where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz here at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis. Indiana is where we record. Black Friday is coming, and gone. The numbers are huge, just not in retail. Everything's online. And the days of people fighting over toasters are over. They're done. As sad as that is, because it always made for good television. It's done and it's finished. And we will get to it. And also... Uh, Thanksgiving mishaps with Fingers Molloy. He is with me as well. Fingers Molloy is his name. Uh, Fanimation.com, our fantastic sponsor, and Backbone Bourbon, the incredible bourbon that you love that is in your liquor cabinet. It is the Christmas gift of the season, by the way. If you're not giving a ceiling fan from Fanimation, you're giving Backbone Bourbon. Uh, The prime, the uncut, the bone dry gin, and, of course, the bone snapper rye, everything. Uh, Here from Indiana, you can get it anywhere, though. Just go to BackboneBourbon.com and look for where it is in your area. Ask for it by name. If not, demand it. Tell them about it. Tell them to reach out to Backbone Bourbon. And get it sold in your favorite liquor store, wherever it is, whatever guys. You maybe have a guy, maybe his name is Frank, and he gets you your stuff. Whatever it is that you do, make sure that you get Backbone Bourbon. Backbone bourbon.com. We are reviewing Fingers Malloy Old Pogue. This is 1876 Masters Select. This is gonna have a nose of plum. It's gonna have a nose of almost like uh, sweetbreads and a taste of light caramel. Are you alright? You just took a, si- a sniff. Did it punch you? I took a snort. What happened? I took a sniff. I just spilled water all over myself. What
1: happened? Uh, it it's potent. The the oh od- the, the 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 aroma.
0: It's 91- I, I almost said odor, and I don't want to make it sound like it smells bad. It's ninety one proof, man. So this is on the lower end of of things that you like. Oh no, no, that's that's it, not no, it's pleasant. I just was. I just stuck, stuck my, my nose I, in it a little bit too far. That's all into the glass. I read like four or five reviews, and they all talk about plum scents. I can't do plum. It's very I, dark fruits. I can now do the difference between like a candy fruit and a dark fruit. The dark fruit, I get. Right? I get like a sugar cookie off of this. That that that's there. Um, confectioner sugar. So interesting that you went with sugar cookie. All right, a trace of maple. So okay, yes, okay, I can see that. Look at you. Look at Mr. Connoisseur. Mm, a little bit of tarragon? <laughs> no, tar- no, no, no. no. I, that's, that's not tarragon. Oh. Um, by the way, I've never seen a review that says concludes firm, warm on the tongue, and moderately oily. Which, by the way, if, if that's not in your Tinder profile by the end of the day, <laughs> you're doing everything wrong. We good for th- The nose is lovely, by the way. It's a really dark honey color. And, and it, in, in the glass, we do it neat, and then we move it to a cube if we need to. We got a big rock right here. Um, in the glass, it coats pretty well, which is something I'm starting to look for now. If you like, were to were to rock it uh, onto the sides, how how is that falling off the sides? So it's got a little bit of coating going on there. So I'm ready.
1: Okay, here we go. Are you ready
0: to to you to you? No, to you. Oh, oh yes, please. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. My God. Oh, yeah. You want me to down the whole thing?
1: Oh, Dear, I've never seen you do that. This is. Are, are you, in one, this one, is one, sweet. One swig you're going to
0: do it? You're going to do it. There's shot? a slight tingle on the tongue. It's not a sting. There's absolutely nothing on the back of the throat at all. But there's flavor. Sometimes you kind of hit one note all the way through. No, 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 no. Um, The caramel's there. I would say almost the maple. dark fruit is there too. That is, oh, that's good. This is a, this is a nice higher end entry into bourbon. Like this is a bourbon everybody at the table can do. You know, I, I, I don't want to be sexist, but this is a men and women bourbon. <laughs> uh oh, right? Oh, I'm gonna get called all sorts of names. I don't care. Hmm.
1: I'm debating oh, are about you the rock. Kidding. I'm debating about the rock. Oh
0: no, put it away. Oh, my God. Now, I let that stick around uh, the mouth and and moved it around a little bit more. So there's a little bit of heat now on on the back of the throat when I did that. And how you let that sit. Not medicinal. That is delicious. No, that's wonderfully sweet. So I'm going to make a horrible comparison. I'm going to get yelled at for the last sweet thing I really remember us doing because we've been doing some high stuff. We're trying some things, and I haven't been happy with everything. Um, the uh, wild turkey from Matthew McConaughey, the long long branch.
1: All right, all right, all, all right, right, all right, all right.
0: Um, had the, I think was this level? I thought it was of kind of sweet. bland. Yeah, you. No, I remember it as sweet, but okay. I maybe I have to go back and check. Maybe I'm not thinking about the right one. What was the one that was? Uh... This is, this is fine. Now, this is also ninety nine dollars a bottle. Wow. And I got to tell you, maybe. See, I don't see this in your liquor cabinet at all. No. You want something stronger, and yeah. I don't think you're spending 99 not, Look, this. I
1: there, I've found too many bourbons that I like it, between the $25 and $40 a bottle price point where I would not pump up to $100 a bottle for this but it is it is very good and someone hands it to me I'm certainly going to drink it.
0: Yeah. I uh, know uh, I let me I'm going now this is out of a this is out of Kentucky. Um is is this one I'm here to tell you this is this is this is tremendous. Hold on. It it hits you on the tongue with a little sting but you don't
1: get that burning going all the way down because you what is it 90 it's 91 proof. It's 91
0: proof. This is a Christmas gift. Wow. For someone you really like. This is a not. Don't give it as a gift. Bring the bottle with you (laughs) so you can share in it. Everybody at the table can do this. This is easy. This is not a bourbon's bourbon, which is to say it's not strong. It's not uh, harder in those ways. And this is. I'm telling you, I'm going to finish it. You know, I never finish anything. No, you don't. This is just very, very good. This is Old Pogue. Masters select of 45.5% alcohol by volume, which means 91 proof. You double it. Black Friday, and the numbers are starting to come in. Now, they're going to change because they, they always do and in every way. Um, Black Friday is not something that people do in person anymore. Of course, Black Friday is the racist terminology for how Americans shop. <laughs> is that not it? <laughs> Yeah. If I hear one more person complain about that, it's so pathetic. Black Friday is the day traditionally where retailers hit the black and they start making money. That's Black Friday. So in the stores, fine, average, light, if you will. Online, $7.4 billion. $7.4 billion. And the, um, and the, uh, the, the, the Small Business Saturday sales, online, $3.9 billion. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. $4.4 billion. It was $3.3 billion last year. It's up a billion dollars. And I love the idea of Small Business Saturday. I think it was American Express that came up with that. The idea of you're going to go to the big box store and buy everything on Friday. You're going to get the computer, the TV, whatever. And then shop local on Saturday. And people are like, well, I can do that. Makes total sense. And But it's all online. Everything is online and we have to stop looking at stores on Friday and thinking that's like somehow that's a, a calculation cuz everyone's looking at this like ooh is the economy doing well? Oh, how is this going to affect uh, the election? Oh, is this all about Trump? Dude, stop. Huh? Stop. People are changing their buying habits. It's why stores close. Nobody's walking into a store anymore. I just hate
1: how people are so emotionally invested in economic numbers because it's going to How they believe it's going to affect the election.
0: And hurt hurt somebody or help their guy. Yeah, When you have people rooting
1: for a recession because they think it's going to help their guy or gal, depending on who gets the nomination, it's just disturbing to me. But I keep waiting for it because it seems like for the last year we've been hearing how the economy is going to crap the bed soon. We're going to have this, this big recession. It's coming. It's coming. We're bracing for it. We're bracing for it. And here we have black uh Friday numbers and they they set an all-time record but you're right Tony you know we got Cyber Monday coming right around the corner yeah and and a new round of sales might as well call it Cyber Friday too because it, people are just not doing it I mean I remember getting involved in 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 Black Friday 10 15 years ago and I, I couldn't understand it there would be stores uh in Michigan where they would promote hey if you get in line at 6 a.m. We'll give you a free cup of coffee and a donut. (laughs) And people would race to the store to get their stupid quarter cup of coffee and a crappy cake donut as if that was some sort of prize and they were really getting something. Um have you participated in Black uh, Friday I before?
0: Ha- I, I have. Have you beaten an old think... lady
1: over the head to save twenty dollars on a VCR? Um, <laughs> uh, let me let me just say,
0: uh, bitch deserved it. No, <laughs> I've never, I have never ever done any of that stuff. I have with my wife before, uh, be- before we had kids. Uh-huh. You know, we we were up like, all right, let's go do this, and got in coffee and just walked around and and watched. And even then, it wasn't too insane, but there were definitely. There were definitely people, but I mean, it starts with whether or not you had a good Thanksgiving, because our Thanksgiving, this was the the first Thanksgiving after the passing of my father-in-law, so it was purposefully low-key. Right. Easy. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't have anybody over. We were supposed to go somewhere for dessert. We're not going. Slow and easy and simple and it, and it was fine. The oven broke the day before. It was a whole thing. Uh, it's a true story. Um, but it was easy. And so a easy Thanksgiving usually means you're not necessarily so primed to go out on Black Friday because going out on Black Friday or the night or the night of Thanksgiving is all about I can't get I gotta get away from these people, which is why they do the, the, the day of shopping. People hate their family. I still don't know why they get together. I don't know the whole. I don't know the point of these get-togethers. If you hate these people so much, stop kidding yourself. Don't do it. Guilt. Oh, why? It's all about guilt. Guilt about what? It's if guilt. they're bad people, they're bad people. Because they share the same bloodline? Screw it. Uh, it doesn't
1: guilt. make any sense. It's family-induced guilt. You don't like uh, the, the, the the cousin on your mother's side Well, your mother's you're saying, Oh, well, you're still going to come, aren't you? It's Thanksgiving. So oh, what?
0: Oh, well. What does that matter? I don't like you. You don't make me feel good about myself. There's nothing about you that's enjoyable. And you can't cook. Why am I here? Why am I here is a legitimate question. That's how I felt
1: the last time I was uh, in a store on Black Friday. Although I threw a shoulder into an old man to save $30 on the TV, and I never felt so alive.
0: (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) No, it's not true. (laughs) Uh, Thanksgiving, all went well? We had a mishap. Are you? Are you, are you Every let me, show me your fingers. <laughs> fingers. Show me your fingers. all ten. Yeah. Thank all you. All ten. I should have said all eleven. I'm we'll grateful be Joe try.
1: Biden's not here to bite any of them, but that's a whole other story altogether. Did you see that? Yes.
0: Okay. So Joe Biden, as we know, uh, we'll we'll get to your 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 Thanksgiving mishap. Joe Biden, he's always sniffing somebody. He's always rubbing somebody's shoulders, and his wife, uh, Doctor Joe Biden, is speaking somewhere. She's got her hands out, and the next thing you know, she's got her right hand out. Joe Biden leans over and nibbles on her <laughs> finger. <laughs> And I am actually prone to saying, that's adorable. That's totally, totally adorable. Except it's Joe Biden, and he sniffs everything, and he's always touching, and it just comes off as weird as hell. That's
1: adorable for some people. For other people, uh, like Joe Biden, it looks like foreplay. Just saying. And you don't need to do that at a campaign event. Could be. Could be. He's
0: he's 77 years old. He's got to start early.
1: Okay, a cute thing to do in that situation would have been to grab her hand and kiss it and then put it back. Y- you know, so if you're going to acknowledge the fact that she om- she came very close to backhanding him, which he deserves, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, if he would have grabbed her hand and kissed it, and then everybody could have laughed. But instead, Creepy Uncle Joe has to be Creepy Uncle Joe and do something very creepy. Are so you he bites me? He bites her fingers in Had, front of her. Do you of,
0: not nibble on your wife?
1: In front of uh, a 300 people at a campaign event? No. <laughs> in public?
0: No. Really? No I do it all the time I do it all the well, time On my wife? Well, she likes what she likes Everybody's got a hobby do it all hobby. the time I, I, Yeah I, I'm not In front of
1: If you're standing in front of 300 people And you, you, you So you you. If Joe think-
0: Biden never had a history It would be adorable But Joe Biden has a history And it's like What's wrong with him? Everyone knows he's not going to be the nominee No you, The party doesn't trust this dude at all He's a performance artist
1: Seriously, that's what this whole thing is. If you if you sit back and just watch it for pure entertainment value, when he gets in front of a microphone, you think, okay, what is he going to say this time? You you got to think that the people at the DNC
0: hold their breath every There's single time. There's a whole video of him talking about being at the pool <laughs> and how the the sun would would turn the legs on his hair blonde. It's the most insane audio you will ever hear in your life. If you could fit it in, fit it in. In post. Put it in post, fingers, right now. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. It's the most insane audio ever. It is so creepy. So. If, Absolutely creepy. If you were to write out what he said, you would think it was the beginning
1: of a penthouse performance. <laughs> serious? <So> weird. <laughs> then they reached their hand and rubbed my leg. What? What are you talking? And, this, and you've got like he's standing right next to like an eight-year-old. Right, kid right. Their kids
0: on stage with them. And so wait, what what happened? What happened in in with your with your mishap? Uh
1: so Thanksgiving dinner was being made. I was at the in laws' house, and uh, my mother in law had a glass pan full of uh, stuffing that she set on the glass top stove. Was it, was it good stuffing? I'll never know. Oh, she set the glass pan on the glass like the stove top of the uh, oh. and. She turned on a burner to yeah, some to, to cook some corn, but she turned on the wrong burner. She turned on the burner underneath this glass pan that was like 40 years old and blue glass. And so we're sitting there watching the lions lose. And all of a sudden, we hear this glass explosion. And glass flew 8 to 10 feet away from the stove. Holy cow. Glass was everywhere. And there was a, a dish of potatoes right next to it uh, the, the stuffing, and everybody's looking at the potatoes going, do you think we can still eat it? No!
0: <laughs> no, you cannot! Because
1: there was, like, the, these the cheesy potatoes that she makes that are fantastic. Everybody uh, looks forward to eating them every year.
0: Can we still salvage these? <laughs> like, n-
1: no, there are slivers was of glass Anybody
0: in, in the kitchen?
1: <laughs> Thankfully, my youngest daughter, who's 10, had just walked out of the kitchen, but she was standing right by the stove and this i'm telling you there was glass 10 feet away from the it just when it shattered it was like it exploded and yet the the stuffing was still in the mold of the pan just sitting there and there was glass underneath it and thankfully it was blue glass too it looked like like a really old Mm -hmm. pan from like the 70s so there was blue glass everywhere big pieces small pieces uh so that made the thanksgiving highlight reel for 2019 but no one's dead No one died uh, No one ate broken glass We ended up Cooler heads prevailed And we threw out The cheesy potatoes And made an, another pan Of cheesy potatoes But uh, it, First world problems Right Did so, you But And did anyone shop Black Friday uh, Everybody uh, In my family They did a little Black Friday shopping Online I went to the casino Dude Took my dad 81 year old father Wanted to go to the casino What am I going to Tell him no So we went to the casino I Does wanna- your father
0: join you when you're at the in-laws for Thanksgiving? No. Okay. They keep that separate? Yeah. Uh, you, no, uh, you're not, I'm not judging. I was just, that was just curiosity. Uh,
1: he, he Look, I can't even get him to come to my house, let alone go anywhere else. It's nothing like, personal. Oh, is that right? It's nothing personal. He just doesn't like to leave the house unless it's to go to the casino, uh, his favorite watering hole, and that's pretty much it, and the grocery store. That's you, uh, it. You can't upset the routine. So uh, no. So he he uh, was home and he was very happy. He was watching his football, uh, had his bourbon, you know, and life the, was good. Yeah. And then the next day we went. to the Did Disneyland. he do any
0: Black Friday shopping? <laughs> any online?
1: Online? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's a bunch of malarkey.
0: I'm not even. I won't discuss Joe Biden malarkey <laughs> just yet. So Costco, in all of the things that were going on with Black Friday, mm-hmm. uh, they couldn't get their site to work. The Costco website was get down. Out. Site temporarily unavailable. The estimates are that they lost about $11 million <sighs> over the course of the 16 hours the site was down. How in 2019 can your site be down for 16 hours when you're Costco? I have no idea. I have no idea. I want to know how many people are going to get fired. You have one job. One job. It's to get this done and get this set. That's it. Online sales on Thanksgiving Day were four point four billion dollars. Maybe that was the number I was thinking. That that uh, Small Bowls on Saturday was three point nine billion, and on and Thanksgiving Day, not even not even Black Friday, were four point four billion dollars. I want
1: to ask you a question because this crops up every year. Uh, people complaining about Black Friday sales. Uh, JCPenney opened at 2 p.m. on Thanksgiving. Fine. That's how I look at it. Totally fine. But there was a huge uproar uh, on social media uh, about JCPenney being open at 2 p.m. And I never understood this. As someone who used to work uh, in retail and in the hospitality industry, I, I was, uh, when I was in my early 20s, a front desk clerk at a hotel, nobody wept that I had to work on Thanksgiving or Christmas. Right. If you're... You you like your football game. You don't have a problem, apparently, with stadium employees or people who are working in the media covering Thanksgiving Day games or Christmas Day bowls. But for some reason, a retail outlet can't be open on a holiday. Everybody freaks
0: out over it. It, it It was an interesting play when it first came up. There was a whole bunch of marketing and everything else that people did about not being open. On Thanksgiving, the truth is, people want it, and it's fine. And the people who are angry about it, I don't care about. The people who are angry about it are desperate to be angry, and part of this is we've now all, at first, we all reacted to the world of woke, and now we're just disgusted by it. These are disgusting, awful people. I was watching CBS Sunday Morning, this after Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. so it was actually today, and there is some really dopey woman doing one of the, uh, well, the little vignettes that they do. And sometimes they're good, and this was a dopey woman talking about OK Boomer. So OK Boomer is what millennials say to anybody who's older than them when uh, we're all like, you guys don't know how to live. You guys don't know how to function. What's wrong with you? And they're like, OK Boomer. And it's supposed to be some dig at age. Great. C- congratulations. Those of us in Gen X don't give a damn about either one of you. Uh, and so She's talking about how it's devastating. Okay, Boomer. I'm like, it's devastating? <laughs> what? what? To whom? To whom is it devastating? And just think about how much work these millennials have done. Take a look at the Harvard-Yale football game. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Are you about to praise people taking to the stadium or taking to the field between the Harvard-Yale football game and sitting down during halftime disrupting the game for 50 minutes to talk about climate change and she did. She thought that was brave. She thought that was just so valuable. It's like holy cow. This is the woke stuff that everybody hates. This woman is a dope. I don't know her name. She's a dope. I only hope one day I can meet her in person to say, "Hey, listen. I don't know what you do. I don't know what your whole career is, but that thing you did on on CBS Sunday morning, man, that was that was dopey. Like you're you, that was a you, you came off like a giant dope and knows nothing about life here. And we've all gotten past it. The, the woke people are boring. The woke people are usually dense. They're daft. They're usually ignorant. And they have nothing to offer us in the real world. And I've been mean, getting into this whole conversation. There's a difference between being woke and being awake. Right? The person who's woke thinks you shouldn't be allowed to use or you must use certain pronouns. The person who's awake is trying to figure out how to send Susie to band camp. Yeah. There's the difference between the two things. The person who is awake is trying to figure out how they're going to invest for their retirement. The person who is woke is wondering why you're not investing for their retirement. There's the difference. Well, and when
1: you go back to the story about J.C. JCPenney's being open at 2 p.m. on Thanksgiving, if you dig a little deeper, you come to find out that J.C. JCPenney is really, really struggling. They, uh, according to... Uh, Investopedia, which is where I get all of my information on stocks, Tony. Oh, well, uh, JCPenney has ha- reported a net loss each of the past four years. There may not be a JCPenney's four or five years from now, so they're doing anything they four or can. Four five to- months from now. Yeah, could be four or five months from now. Uh, they're doing everything they can to try to right the ship, and if that means opening up at 2 p.m. Thanksgiving, if this ends up doing something to change the momentum and keeping people
0: uh, at JC Penney employed then it's a small price to pay. They don't the, the woke doesn't care about the person who's employed right. because they don't believe you should have to work. That's that's the woke. Now would I say that that's millennials as a whole? No, I really wouldn't. And I think that that the millennial bashing doesn't make any sense. It, it, it there are things to bash. Uh, people for their age is not to bash. But that's been going on for forever you know it's the entire plot to flower drum song the musical people i mean he didn't invent anything new. did you just invent that what do you want what are we going to do about the older generation what are we going to do about the younger generation love song, flower mu- drum song
1: flower drum song the musical
0: flower, go, go, look it up you've never heard of flower drum song this may Come surprise now. you
1: uh not seen many musicals
0: well it's well, not
1: too late <laughs> blues brothers the only musical <laughs> that i will watch not Greece, not uh, Greece. Two,
0: electric glue. Greece, two. Let's do it for our country—the red, white, and the blue. Oh, that's a good song. That's a good uh, Michelle Pfeiffer at her finest. No, not her finest.
1: I don't know. She's was she? Was him, she? Yeah. I, I take it she was in that movie. She was in that movie. Oh, okay. you she could was, be making stuff up. Christopher right
0: McDonald was in that movie. <laughs> Andre the Giant, shooter <laughs> from Tin Cup. <laughs> shooter McGavin from Tin Cup. Was is that his name? Shooter McGavin, I think. So. By the way. Uh,
1: I don't know if you you want to get into some of the stuff that happened on Twitter and direct messages I got on Twitter, but I was on Cameo, the site where you can hire celebrities. To, like, send you little messages? Yeah, you could uh, send uh, a celebrity $200, and they'll give you a personalized video message for you or someone who you love or maybe hate. Right. Right. Uh, that actor who played Shooter McGavin, yep, he's on there. I think it's two hundred and fifty dollars to get a video from him. He doesn't even use his real name; it just says the guy who played Shooter McGavin. <laughs> that's his description
0: <laughs> on Cameo. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, but the, the 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 whole ridiculousness they don't they don't think it's not just millennials. It's it's a whole group of people. They don't think they should actually have to work. They think a house and 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 money. And, and comforts are, are human rights, and they should be provided. How do they get provided? My, my father has been using this example for a million years. If there's a society of a hundred people and 50 people work at the hospital and 50 people are in the hospital, who pays the electric bill on the first of the month? <laughs> That's the that, it, it's so like like it's so profound and insane of a statement. But like he was he was forecasting the woke,
1: you know, <laughs> twenty years ago. Yeah.
0: He was forecast this is the where people are going. How is that supposed to work? And these people who make this claim, they're they're the ugly and the indecent amongst us. They're not good people. And this is I can't bring myself to, you know, be like, you know what, we're we're all in this together. We're not all in this together. And it's it's a sin to somehow think that we are we're not all in this together. There are people who are against us, and the people who are woke are against you, me and we. Because what they favor by definition has to be the servitude of others. If you believe. I can remember I was I was uh covering an event, I think it was speaking in an event and and Herman Cain before he ran for president was speaking at the same event, and there were people protesting and I did this interview with someone now I was not proud of my interview skills back then I was way too harsh for no reason whatsoever like I thought that's the way you did a tough interview it's not it's, it's it was nonsense but this kid was discussing the fact that Terman Kane's job is to provide work for people I said his job because he, he, Papa John's not Papa John's um, what was, was it Domino's place? or no not Domino's he was uh, there was a pizza place that he was that he was uh, in charge of and it wasn't Papa John's and I said, his job is to, isn't to provide for his shareholders. His job isn't to grow the company. It's to provide you a job. And not only do they say yes, but at a wage that we can live on. So his job is to just give you, and what do you give in return? They actually believe that the job of people like Herman Cain, this happened. They believe that the job of people of Herman, like Herman Cain, his job is to provide them jobs. Well, what's the incentive? What's in it for Herman Cain? What's in it for the people who own this company? Because he was just the CEO of the company. He was the
1: CEO of Godfather's Pizza. Godfather's. Couldn't remember
0: Why is that his job? Isn't my job to take care of me and my family and then private charity, which I'm all in favor of? Why is my job now to take care of your and your family? How is that not servitude? And their answer is $15 an hour minimum, please. And to never answer that question. How does the society thrive when half the society doesn't work because they believe that they're owed and they've actually taught other generations that they're supposed to just get? That's not bright. These are not smart, good people. These are actually the enemy. It's it's, it's a shame, because, but they are. Don't talk to me. That you are somehow somebody who believes you deserve and that you are also equally an American because that's not true. That cannot be true. You might be an American, but there's nothing equal here because I'm the one who favors equality. The rules should be set up so you can go out there and survive and thrive and the taxes should be low and the regulation should be low. And you should go out and work and by your work, you will actually do. You will survive or you will succeed or you will fail. What you're saying is I should provide you. The woke wants me to be the slave. And the answer is no. No. I won't do it. I won't be any part of it. And I, so I think that's where people are. They've just, they've woken up to woke and they're awake. And they're like, that's not life. That's not real life. This is real life. And real life, there are choices. Real life, there are challenges. Real life, there's opportunity uh, taken or missed. And, and and that's the way it is.
1: So much of 2019 is about avoiding consequences and invo- avoiding the consequences of decisions that people make in their lives. You look at someone like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. These are individuals who made their wealth in a way... You cannot go a day without having something from... Steve Jobs or Bill Gates Touch Your Life True And what's, what makes me angry Is you have people in government People who are running for president of the United States Wanting to confiscate their wealth Those two have done more for our country Than a Bernie Sanders Or an Elizabeth Warren Or any of these people who are running around Trying to demonize these Bill people Bill Gates
0: has done more for America Than Bernie Sanders ever has Ever Ever once ever Of course, but but you can bring it all the way down. The guy who owns the local dry cleaner has done more for America than Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren ever have in the history of ever. Bernie Sanders, who has never signed the front of a paycheck. Bernie Sanders, who has never worked a real job in his life. Bernie Sanders is a professional taker. Three houses, and the only thing he and his wife can point to is that they bankrupted a college, which they did, by the way. Yeah. Never supplied Provided, gave, contributed anything. And there are consequences to decisions that you make. And
1: Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, they made decisions. They decided to create a path for their lives that made them incredibly wealthy and made the country and the world better because of those decisions. If you sit back and you aren't willing to start a business, if you're not willing to put the work in to get an education, if you're not willing to put the work in, there are consequences to making those decisions. And too often we have people sitting back saying, well, that's not fair that I'm suffering the consequences of my decisions when they were mostly poor. We need to I need to take away from the achiever to make my life better. It's a really twisted place we're at in 2019.
0: But what I, my, my point is, is that I think we are now on the other side of of the bell curve, which is people are saying that's ridiculous. I'm done, which is why, you know, even the the idea of, you know, where we started with all this, people aren't getting overly insane. They know it's crazy and they're dismissing it. And what you're going to start seeing is is the woke class not know what to do because they're going to lose their influence and their power. When Ellen says, I've sat in a box with George Bush. We're friends. It's no big deal. Well, the woke class doesn't know how to handle that. And you have to understand, it's, it's, to them, it's betrayal. Because they, the, 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 the woke sellers are selling this bill of goods to the woke buyers. And what happens to the woke buyer when they realize the woke seller doesn't even use their own product? Right? What yeah. do they do when, when you, you tell them consumerism is bad and capitalism is bad and you find out that Nancy Pelosi's kid had a job in the Ukraine? What do, you, what do you do at that moment? How are you supposed to handle those moments? And what people do is say, oh, oh, it's the grift. Okay, I'm done. And I'm moving on. Just moving on. What was uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez the other day was talking about how housing should be part of public goods. She's talking about public goods. They're just making things up. These are, these are all communists. It doesn't. It, it's not me saying it. I'm listening to them. And so are you. This is who they are. Elizabeth Warren's $52 trillion health care plan. Bernie Sanders admitted that taxes are going to go up on people who make more than $29,000 a year. Not millionaires, not billionaires, 29000 heirs That's who it's going up on. Well, of course it was. Only the fool didn't know this, but let's not be rude and let's assume some people didn't know it. The minute you heard that, people had to go, "Oh, okay, I can't have that." Well, I find fascinating <laughs> is I gone. know I know
1: people who are—they have Cadillac-style healthcare plans who support Bernie Sanders the, and Elizabeth. Those plans are going to be ripped away from you. And and somehow there's this disconnect, like either that, oh, it won't happen to it's me. Weird, right? Or you're talking happen- about like union guys, yeah, union guys. Oh, it won't happen to us. Or listen, everybody will have a health care plan just like us if we let the government take
0: it over. It's crazy talk, but I I think what's interesting is that these these uh, the the people who are pushing this stuff, um, it's not even a question of government talk. Like they know more and more, they know they're being lied to. And I, if there's anything that 2020 has done, or the 2020 election, I should say, has done in this crop of candidates, man, they've done a really good job of exposing the lies. Yeah, You know, Bernie Sanders uh, in his uh, idea that, I, I wrote the damn bill, <laughs> you know, as, as he likes to talk about, yeah, and the bill sucks. <laughs> and the bill sucks. You know, Elizabeth Warren and her $52 trillion plan. Um, Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg. It's not Medicare for all. It's Medicare for all who wants it. That's it's still Medicare for all. We 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 see you. They're they're like the they're like the kid playing hide and seek who puts their hands in front of their face and is like, you can't see me. We see you. We know you're full of crap. And instead of people like yelling and screaming about it, which I think the political right has done way too much of, they're like, yeah, you're full of crap. And now we're they're, they're moving on. It was an interesting. Uh, piece, And it was New York Times that found 2016, you had these Midwest voters who voted for, for Trump. And then 2018, uh, they voted for the Democrats. And now two-thirds of them right now are saying they're going to vote for Trump in 2020. And there's two reasons for that. Uh, the first is, is that hate is a motivator. And in 2018, hate motivated people to come out to the polls. And the Democrats took control of, of the House of Representatives. And you know what they've done with that? An impeachment that doesn't have 50% of the people interested. The same amount of people who are interested in impeachment were interested in January of 2017. They put up all their star witnesses. They've lied to America about collusion. And um, I mean we're not talking about – we're not even discussing your politics here. We're just discussing the reality. They haven't moved America on the subject. You know what Americans are saying? All I know is my – I have a job. My kid has a job. All I know is there was a record number of people traveling for Thanksgiving this year because they could afford to. The numbers online and the shopping is huge. We'll see what the overall numbers are. The stock market hit over 28,000. Oil prices. There was a bombing at an oil field from an Iranian drone. And oil gasoline prices did not go up a nickel. I still argue they're too high, and I'm surprised Democrats haven't gotten on Trump more for two dollar and fifty cent gas. Well, it's, too it's, involved it's, in impeachment to worry about something like that, right? So, I mean, I think they've missed out on that opportunity. I still say it's too high, but like everything, everything's just moving along. I think, and and people are like, I'm not going to get. You're you're going to tell me you're the smart ones, Harvard and Yale, and you disrupted a football game to talk about climate change? I'm sorry. I'm done with I'm done with your uh, with your nonsense. And I think that's what's happened. And that's why you've seen Michael Bloomberg get into the race, and that's why you've seen uh, Deval Patrick, the former governor of Massachusetts, get into the race. That's why Tom Steyer got into the race. None of these candidates inspire. None what? of them can take on Trump. Can we can, can we talk for
1: a second about No. All right, sure. How Bernie Sanders can still run as a Democrat with everything the Democratic Party and corporate media has done to try to throw a roadblock in his campaign. You had CNN screw him over, the DNC basically railroaded 2016 for him and handed him the elect- handed uh, Hillary Clinton the nomination. Now there was a story that came out this week that if He is inching towards the nomination, and it looks like he's going to be the Democratic nominee. Barack Obama is going to come out against him getting the Uh, nomination. How many times can the Democratic Party leaders and corporate media shiv you, and you say, thank you, sir, may I have another? It
0: turns out that Bernie likes it in the gimp box. Bernie likes being the Democrat's bitch. By the way, that's twice for me on the show. You might have to bleep that out. (laughs) I don't know I like to do a clean podcast and i'm not I am not succeeding at the moment. He must like it He must like it. He somehow thinks that this is uh, the way he i there is not a Bernie policy I'm in favor of. I actually think he's a despicable dude he's a he's a pathological liar he thinks Trump's a pathological liar Trump's a pathological liar on the things that like make Trump look good. Mm-hmm. Bernie's a pathological liar on the things that will enslave my kids. There's a difference between the two things, yeah. And I'm gonna notice. Um, he clearly thinks this is the way. He clearly thinks that this is good enough, and so and so whatever. And that Barack Obama is gonna get involved if it, if it's Bernie. Tell me the difference between Bernie and Elizabeth Warren. Tell me the difference between Bernie and Pete Buttigieg. Tell me the difference between Bernie and Joe Biden. And how much is Barack Obama staying away from Joe Biden? Yeah. The word on the street was that uh, he he spoke to Joe before he ran. He's like, Joe, you know, you don't have to do this. You really don't have to do this. <laughs> and you know that it's not because he thinks that Joe can't win. It's that he doesn't want Joe messing up his legacy. Yeah. I mean, this is all ego play from Barack Obama. He doesn't want a he thinks he ran the scandal-free White House. He didn't. He thinks that he uh, he did something that was uh, special and sweet. And, and uh, dude, they don't even want the library in Chicago. You know there's a fight over the presidential no, library. No, I did in Ch- not know this. So where this is going, the people don't actually want it there. There are some tax breaks being given. And there's a question of how big the thing's going to be. And then there's a question of access and, and some of the parks and other things that are already there. And the people are like, we don't, we don't want this. And he's like, there it goes, there it goes. And I love the South Side of Chicago so much that I'll move to Nantucket. Yeah. Like that's that's your guy. Knock yourself out. Oh, Joe Biden, he he's just destroyed that he's not getting the Obama love. Absolutely, positively destroyed. And Bernie, Bernie likes getting punched in the face and saying, "Thank you, sir. Can I have another?"
1: Okay. Well, you're now a revolutionary then. Yeah. If you're if you're going to be someone else's bitch repeatedly, then. Don't call yourself a revolutionary.
0: Yeah, he's, he's not Che, he's Nay. <laughs> so the old poke, where are you on this? What do you think? Uh,
1: listen, I think uh, it's good. I yeah, don't know if it's $100 a bottle, good. But it's it's good. I don't think, you know, we, we talked about it earlier. I'm probably not going to spend $100 on a bottle of booze. Uh, but I'll be really no, no, happy. No, you
0: You would totally spend a hundred dollars on a bottle of booze. Uh, I could put that hundred dollars on a blackjack table. You're the most ridiculous human being I've ever met.
1: But it, listen, I'd be very happy for you to come over and, and bring a hundred dollar bottle of booze. But
0: did you did you lose or did you win? Oh, I won.
1: I went. I, I took my dad to the casino. Is the
0: casino in?
1: There is a, an Indian reservation casino by my dad's house. It's called Soaring Eagle Casino. It's one of the biggest casinos in the Midwest, and, and un- not
0: in any way trite. <laughs>
1: and uh, unfortunately, he's eighty one. He doesn't. He his vision isn't what it used to be. So I kind of have to babysit him. Right. So. Uh, I'll watch his machine, and then I'll watch my machine. and So I could only play machines, and there was no blackjack. So I played video poker, and I uh, I think I won $200. Left the $200 really? ahead. Yeah, my dad left $50 ahead, so everyone was happy. All right. And then we went to his favorite watering hole in Saginaw and uh, had a good time. <laughs> and then we played Bar Kino, which, thank God, they do not have Bar Kino in Indianapolis. You fill out a sheet, it's state-sponsored. State sanctioned. You think you'd be, that's all you do? Oh, good God. It's almost as fun as being at a casino because it, you put $10 down, and that will last you a half hour. You'll get 10 draws, and you can win. I won $410 playing Bar Kino before at uh, my dad's favorite watering hole.
0: How much did you lose?
1: Uh, I've probably lost hundreds of dollars over the years, but I have won. And uh, it's, it's fun. And you sit there and you watch the numbers being drawn on a little TV. that's the, They're being drawn in Lansing, Michigan somewhere. And uh, you just go about your day drinking. And every three minutes you go and watch the
0: next drawing. So, The answer is uh, Old Pogue is very good. <laughs> you asked, by the way. I know. I feel awful. I feel awful hearing about your problems. <laughs> um, old Pogue is good. Old Pogue is a really nice gift. So $100 bottle, you're a, fine with paying it out $100? I might be. It's just, it's, it's just easy. It's simple. Now, we, neither one of us put it on a cube. We just did it totally neat. And I, I think it just goes to my, I, I really do prefer rye to bourbon. I mean, more and more, I'm finding that to be the case. This, I think, is just, there's just good flavor in this. And, and, and I like the caramels. I like the, the the, the the dark fruits that are that are in there. I just like how that comes across to me. That was that's lovely. Now the cigar, which we've gotten into, is strong as a mother. Mm, I'll get to that, and I might need a relight on this. We'll see in in a second. But Fanimation, great sponsor of this show, and great ceiling fans for your home or for your office or for your business, for anywhere. Uh, Fanimation, Fanimation.com. This is Ceiling Fans with whisper quiet motors and totally customizable. Anything you want them to like colors, the blades, the blade configuration, all of it. Here at Blend Bar Cigar, where we record, and they're in Nashville, and they're in Houston, and they're in Pittsburgh. Uh, all of the Ceiling Fans you see are Fanimation.com fans. They're good enough to move the air in a cigar lounge. They're good enough for your home, for your family room, for your living room, for your bedroom. Whatever it is, outdoor areas, LED lighting, all of it. Fanimation.com. They're fantastic. You're going to love them. Got great Christmas gift. I don't know about that. But it's still a worthwhile thing to get. These are the ceiling fans you want in your house. Fanimation. Fanimation.com. Tell them you heard about it on Eat, Drink, Smoke. And be sure you've subscribed on Apple Podcasts to Eat, Drink, Smoke and write a review and, and leave a five-star review. And we did send out the cigars. Oh, good. Uh, to our winner, Pierre Delecto. <laughs> we had somebody subscribe as the Mitt Romney burner account name, Twitter burner account name, Pierre Delecto, and sent ten cigars. I actually uh, – you want to know what I sent? Uh, I, Pierre should be very happy. Did I tell you? I sent you a photo. Uh, of what we sent here, let's see if I can take it from the photo and, and what we sent. Okay, we sent a uh, timeless uh, supreme from Nat Sherman. We sent a uh, illumination from La Polina, a la, la Carem. We sent a brick house Maduro, a casa uh, what was a casa Cuba Florfina. We sent a Mister Sam. Uh, I forget which Avo that one was, right there, and also uh, the Synchro Nicaragua Toro, which is a box press, one of my favorites. We sent the Smoking Jacket and what we reviewed last week, the Davidoff Nicaragua. Those were the ten cigars. Pierre that, should be that Pierre very
1: guy. happy, and all he had to do was leave a review.
0: That was it. That was it. So um, we w- we will have we will have contests, uh, more contests soon enough. Make sure that you are subscribed because maybe this contest will be for already existing subscribers. Because that seems fair, that seems fair. You got to be an existing subscriber, and then we will bring uh, some contest. Mm-hmm. But but next week, I think is it next week or the week after? One of these next two weeks, we're doing the year in review. We will be doing our uh, favorite bourbon and favorite cigar, and they might be different for fingers and I. Uh, and uh, so uh, we're going to be getting into that, and we'll each be ranking our top three. We're not going to do top five. We're going to do top three. Make it a, a little bit easier right there. we will be smoking our absolute favorites. That's uh, coming up. Right now what we're smoking is uh, the Avo uh, Domain 50. Um, this is a full-on smoke right here. Figurado uh, shaped at a uh, 6 by 54 so 6 refers to uh, 6 inches long. T. And he says tee-hee, By the way, he chuckles at that idea. And then fifty-four is the ring gauge. How thick it is around? Teehee. And he does that too, girth, if you will. Yeah, I'm gonna need a re- I'm gonna need a, a relight on this or a recut, which happens. So it's a Figurato shape. So it tapers up. It's tapered at the cap and then tapers uh, at, at the foot. And it's just not staying lit to any level of my liking at all. Um, and I'm noticing that I'm getting some cracking here on the actual wrapper. So this thing might might have just been in a bad box. This might just be some bad uh, hum- humidity going on here. We're going to kind of maybe cut in a little bit more on that cap and see if we can't open that up a touch. You're not having a problem, though.
1: No, this has been an easy draw. It's staying lit. I'm, I'm very happy with this cigar, and it's amazing how, since we started this podcast, how my tastes in cigars have changed because... Uh, This doesn't feel... uh, Well, I'm getting the spice. I think a year ago, if I would have smoked this, I I would have been completely put off by it. But now I'm really enjoying it. So
0: the Domain 50 is an Ecuadorian wrapper with Dominican binder and filler. So yes, you are going to be getting uh, some some spice on that thing. You're also going to be getting some serious, serious um, uh, strength uh, throughout this. And now I'll tell you... um, People will talk right now. I'm not happy with the draw, but you are. And one of the things you have to do is don't write a cigar off on one. Now, if it's got a real problem, tell your tobacconist, and they should replace it or be like, "Do you want to try something else?" It happens. It happens to all of us. But one of the things, one of the mistakes people make is that, "Oh no, it didn't work for me," and then they never try it again. That it's an art, and sometimes the art doesn't come out perfect. It's all right, you know. Yeah, uh, try it again. Which is why I don't ever recommend. Going with the super expensive cigars only. This, $13 a stick. Wow. And There's a lot of strength, a lot of love in this cigar. I, please, don't get me wrong. I like it, but it is a strong cup.
1: I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, you know, we're based here in Indianapolis. We're at Blend Bar Cigar in Indy. And I somehow made my way onto an Indianapolis. Cigar fan page. Yeah. On Facebook. Indie Cigar Smokers? I believe that's it. And there was a gentleman who, who posted on there that he made his first attempt at rolling his own cigar. Um, and you looked at him, you're like, okay, they, that didn't look bad. Right. you know. Uh, have you ever rolled your own cigar no. before? Are you interested at all in rolling
0: your own cigar? Right, so and how big of a pain in the butt is it? I don't think I have an interest in rolling. What I have an interest in is creation. And so I have been... And I've discussed this. I've discussed it here. Indianapolis is a really interesting spot. Because when you're downtown in, in today's world, it's, it's restaurants and bars and offices. And Salesforce has one of their headquarters there. And uh, uh, there's a lot of tech companies that have, that have moved in. And there are more and more hotels. Because Indy is maybe the best convention city in America. And part of the reason is, once you've gotten from the airport to downtown... You don't ever need a car again. Yeah. You might want to take an Uber from one place to another, but you don't need a taxi. You don't need to drive anywhere. Everything is walkable. It's incredible. You're going to uh, where where the Colts play football. You're going to where the the Pacers play basketball. It's all walkable. All the restaurants, even if you got to walk like seven blocks, it's not. It's nothing. It's fantastic. So for convention, it is great. Well, before that, that whole a lot of that area is something called the Warehouse District. So picture you were a fur trapper in Wisconsin or you were some kind of farmer in Ohio, everything got shipped to Indianapolis and then went out to its places. Part of the reason why Indy is the crossroads of America. right? That's part of the reason. So within that, everybody brought their little kind of ways with them. So the fur trappers, you're talking about the the, the French in Wisconsin or something. There's a little bit of that influence, a little bit of all these other influences. So one of the things that's very good here that makes no sense is coffee. Coffee is excellent. Don't do not drink Starbucks. By the way, <laughs> not a sponsor of this podcast. Um, there are really good coffee roasters here. Well, there used to be a cigar manufacturer here. Now, if you've ever heard of – if you know anything about Indianapolis, you've heard of something called St. Elmo's, which is the steakhouse. Right? Now, truth is, you can get a better steak in other places. But in terms of just experience, it's terrific. And the room is beautiful. And they're a really good restaurant group. And they've got some other ones. And and proud of them. they really grown. It's got a
1: great story. Yeah. And that's what uh, a lot of the experience is based
0: on the story. But if you look at the front of St. Elmo's, it will say on the building, Louis Dressler Tobacconist.
1: I never noticed that
0: before. Yeah. Uh, if, if you take a look, um, as at, 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 a dresser maybe it's dresser Fran Drescher. Uh, no, no, no. It, it's 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 the front of it. It's it's uh, c- cigars, uh, tobacconist. It's there's a whole cigar thing um, that has happened here, and so there used to be a cigar manufacturer called House of Crane, and I've had people send me the labels before of House of Crane. I've canceled checks from House of Crane. And I am very interested, not a little bit interested, I am very interested in bringing back that brand. So my interest in cigars is the creation, the recreating of this brand. And I'm trying to learn more about it. And I have for a while and I, I haven't gotten too far in it. I haven't found good stories um uh, uh, about it. I've wanted to. When was but, it founded? Do you have any idea? It's going back to the 19 uh, early 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 1900s is is when I have it to. It could be earlier than that. So my interest is that, right? It's like people've asked, "Do you ever think you're going to get into the bourbon business?" Nope. Never. Never ever ever going to happen. There could be like a barrel that I approve of, and maybe put my name on, but the idea of of It's art, and don't screw with it. Well, cigars are art, too, but it's where I have much more of a passion. Yeah. And so I would love to see how I could do that, and I would love to bring rolling back to Indy and actually have cigars rolled in Indianapolis, and, you know, if we only sold in Indiana or only sold in central Indiana, I'd be totally cool with that, but for the idea of bringing that back, that's where it's an interest. So. Uh, n- no, never. N- I've never wanted to like sit down and roll it. I would like. I would take a class just to get a better understanding and appreciation. Sure, but never well, ever. Especially had if a- you're
1: going to get in that kind of business, you should right. probably know how to roll a roll a cigar. Uh, but no, that's fascinating. I had
0: no idea. I'd, I'd never seen that in front of Saint Elmo's before. It's. It, I'm. I'm. Tr- I was trying to look for a picture for you and, and can't find it. The one thing you will never get me to do is open up a vagina museum. Sorry. In London, Christmas. <laughs> I mean, in London, the world's first vagina museum has opened. You know, ten years ago this would have been shocking, and now it's like, huh? I'm sorry, I've seen pictures of Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what? What are you going to impress me with? You know, <laughs> what, what? 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 What is the museum supposed to do for me? It's supposed to be wow? It's, is it? Is it women's empowerment? It was funded via crowdfunding, by the way. Um, There was a YouGov survey in March that found that 52% of British people couldn't describe the function or visibly identify the vagina. That's not possible. Stop. Stop. That's not possible. For the Brits? I can
1: totally see that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to all of our British listeners out there.
0: That's... That's just not
1: possible. It sounds like a euphemism to begin with. The the vagina museum, doesn't it? I mean. Yeah.
0: Remember the va- vagina monologues were oh my gosh, so empowering and it was so shocking. Nothing shocking anymore. There's literally nothing shocking anymore.
1: Well, did you see the story behind why they opened this vagina museum? Clearly cuz nobody knows what it is. <sighs> Apparently there in another part of Europe there's a penis museum. And the the person who opened this said. The Europeans are so doomed. By God, if there's a penis museum, we need a vagina museum too.
0: See is that real <laughs> Yes, it's real. Ike Vault. I- by the way, uh in, in other news, my cigar has opened up and now everything's fine. Yeah. And it happens. You sometimes you gotta work through it, take some time with it. The the I, the desire to shock people. Is there anything left that can shock people?
1: No. And why would that shock anyone at this point? That think about that. It, Thirty years ago, that would have been shocking, but now,
0: yeah, what's the big deal? I'm surprised there wasn't one. Yeah, you know, that's that. The only shocking part is that this didn't already exist. So, it, but it's, and in it, London, well. well. You would think it would have, that that
1: seems like such an American woke thing that should have it should have opened in San Francisco. Oh, what, or, you, you
0: don't think they're woke in Europe? Oh,
1: I know they're woke. In, these but it, anti-free speech people. But it just it doesn't seem.
0: There I, is I don't a know. there is a speech I heard from Angela Merkel, who's the Chancellor of Germany, and she, she, it's in German, and it's her saying that you know. Freedom of expression is important, but not when it, it it hurts people. And we have to place limits on these things. So she wants she's talking about limiting speech, but when she says it in the <laughs> German, it just sounds so creepy. And I for the record, there are people who still think that like Germany should should feel bad for the Holocaust. Allow me to say, as a Jewish man, shouldn't forget. Shouldn't just abide nonsense. But I don't hold a single German of today responsible. I don't, I'm not angry at them. What kind of nonsense would, what an awful thing to do I'll to be- another human being. It's like what they do to the South here in America. And when they say, you know, oh, the racism of Alabama, do you think the people of Alabama as a whole are that today? There weren't racists in New York. Yeah. And At any time in history, what are we talking about? Now, if
1: you're a German who walks around saying, "You know that Hitler? I think he was onto something."
0: You don't have to be German; you have to be Louis Farrakhan, <laughs> you know. Right? And then people, ugh, oh, oh. But it's 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 true. I I the stop telling the South that they're awful people. They're not.
1: Here's what I want to know. Yes. And I don't think the the piece that we have for this museum addresses this. Who's funding this? Crowdfunded. It was. It's It was funded. crowd funded. Okay, so this is. There's no government grant yet, uh, yet. involved in this. When will the government? <laughs> this is such a good grift, right? Uh, start a GoFundMe page. There should be a vagina. You know what, Tony. <laughs> The Fingers Malloy Institute of Institutes is announcing today a GoFundMe page, so we can open right here in Indianapolis, next to the the future home of the new cigar roller in Indianapolis. We need a vagina museum in Indy. There, I said it. Look for my GoFundMe page tomorrow. I swear it'll go to the vagina museum and not for my degenerate gambling
0: habits. Has Have you been shocked by anything in the last decade? I. Go ahead. What? It's crude. No.
1: There have been situations where I have seen um, female protesters smearing menstrual blood on their faces. All right, you win. And I thought to myself, oh, oh, okay, I'm shocked. Wow. That's, That's shocking to me. But for the most part, no. Nothing anymore. Nothing shocks me. People will say anything to get attention. People will do anything to get attention. Uh, They want their 15 minutes. They want their uh, woke moment on social media. Or it doesn't even have to be a woke moment. You can walk into a grocery store and stick your hand into a pint of ice cream and shove it down your throat. Or you can open up a a, a bottle of Listerine and gargle it and then spit it back in the Listerine bottle and walk away and film it. And be so...
0: Blatant. About,
1: blatant about this behavior that you're going to film it, throw it on social yeah. media. How can anything shock you anymore?
0: I, there was a, we talked about this. There was this poll that, you know, uh, it, it was uh, the, the wrong-headed idea of comparing yourself to China. We're, the United States is better than China every day of the week. And what's going on with the Hong Kongers and what's going on with what's known as Uighur uh, Muslims, U-I-G-H-U-R, uh, so it's, there's this Muslim community in the center of China, so you think of it as to Western China, um, where the men are being sent to re-education camps, which are worse than you can imagine. Because first they're sent to the re-education camp, and then uh, while they're there, they get vocational training. But in order to get the vocational training, you have to be there for a year. And while you're there, you relearn language, and you aren't allowed to in any way practice your own religion. What they're doing is they're, they're forcing people into giving up who they are. And while that's happening, at the home front, the Chinese government is taking men and moving them into the homes where these Uyghur men used to be. And they're sharing ideas and talking about the greatness of China. And, you know, by nature, this is how it gets described. The families become close and the men are sharing platforms with the women. The translation is the Chinese government has state-sanctioned rape. Yeah. It is one of the most disgusting things. and. You know, uh, Trump signed a bill uh, that went that passed uh, the House and Senate. It was a resolution condemning them on, on Hong Kong. And China's infuriated. And there's going to be trade problems over this. And the answer is, yeah, there's going to be trade problems over this. You can't trade with these people. They're not used to this kind of thing. They're used to crushing dissent. And that's what they're trying to do in, in Hong Kong. And they just – the Hong Kongers, the the, the, the democracy people, just won a whole bunch of elections there. Even though it's mostly symbolic, it goes to show that they're seriously fighting when when – Trump signed this, they got together and held a red, white, and blue bash, hundreds of thousands of people, or tens of thousands of people, the crowds looked huge, and they were singing the national anthem, right? Yeah. Our people, they get onto a football field at a Harvard versus Yale game, these super woke tools, all right? And they're going to fight climate change. In the meantime, Hong Kongers are actually fighting for their lives, right? But people com- try to compare us to China all the time, and it's 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 just as ridiculous as the day is long. And the, the poll was about, in China, they want to become astronauts. In the United States, in the UK, they want to become YouTube stars. Well, become a YouTube star. Right. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. There are plenty of people who still want to become astronauts. There are plenty of people. You know what would help astronauts? If we still went to space. Don't talk to kids about becoming astronauts when you had, just a, just a, a, an administration ago, they shelved the entire space program. They got rid of the shuttle. It was over. You know how many billions of dollars we put into the International Space Station? I, I, I will admit, I'm never a guy who believes in government spending uh, like to, to these kinds of levels. I, we need to cut spending left, right, a, a, everywhere. I love the space program. Yeah, And I admit it, and it's a weak spot. I absolutely love it. And Space Force is smart. Because, because the weaponizing of space is coming. The, uh, China, the Chinese landed a rover on the dark side of the moon. People are like, wow, they landed a rover on the dark side of the moon. That's not the story. The story is what they're trying to do is feel out where they can best colonize. They want to put people permanently, permanent installations on the moon. That's not tinfoil hat. That is about China 2025. That is about domination. You have to understand who you're dealing with here. This is who you're dealing with, but you don't compare yourself to China. Let these kids become YouTube stars. What do you? Uh, there, there's there's money in it. It's when we see somebody who's a phenom in basketball in their first year of college. You know what we say? Go to the pros. Why? Because you're going to blow out your knee in year two. Was the college degree really worth it? And the answer is of
1: course not. Especially when you know damn well that the, there's a good possibility that the kid really doesn't care about the college degree. He knows that he's really good at basketball, and he's probably going to end up in the NBA. So it almost feels like the whole thing is a sham. It's it, This is my way to get to the NBA. But that story you just told about China, that just demonstrates, again, just how sickening that whole NBA story was a couple of months ago. with right. the, the, the GM of the, the Houston Rockets just sending Darryl out a Morey. tweet saying that he supported the people of Hong Kong and how everyone in the NBA backtracked from that statement.
0: I want to say for the record, not everyone, right? LeBron James showed himself to be a shameful weak-minded guy. I'm saying that for the record. Adam Silver didn't fire didn't have Daryl Morey fired. Adam Silver said we are not about to get into the business of silencing our people. He didn't tell Daryl Morey to apologize. He didn't, t- he didn't put out mandates that Dow Mori was wrong and shameful and it was regrettable and we hope that our Chinese overlords. That's not what Adam Silver said. Now, I, I have actually put in to interview Adam Silver. I want to speak to him. If I can get him on the podcast, I'm doing it. Um, but there was something interesting in his response. Now, if this is just the way they're going to do it, that's fine because what he's doing is saying free speech rules when the league is throwing people out because they're wearing free hong kong t-shirts that's what's wrong the shot of that kid this 12 year old kid is cheering and the camera goes to him and he notices it and he drops the sign he's holding and he's holding a then he's holding a t-shirt that says free hong kong and the camera spans over to somebody else oh
1: That was great. It was like a woman showing her boobs on camera. They could not have gotten that camera off that kid fast enough. It was better.
0: It was. It was that good and that important. I want to get to the Pete Davidson story, but you know what? We will share that on the Snack Size. You know we do more than one podcast each and every week. You would know that if you subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's going great because... Of you. We're also on Fireside. Fireside.fm. Just look, eat drinksmoke.fireside.fm. You'll catch all of the episodes there. You subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That's where you do. We are into this cigar. I'm only into the first third. You are two-thirds in. What do you think?
1: I think it's great. And especially at that price point, $13. 13 if you want if you want something that will hit you a little bit harder, yeah. A little bit more spice. I think this is a great pick at that price point.
0: Now I'll tell you this: at $13, bucks, it is golf course. Yeah, ready. I wouldn't. I think that there's more happening here, and for me, I want to. I want to sit down with this. But you could do this on the golf course, but only with cigar smokers. People who know do not bring this box. Uh, it's a box of twenty, by the way. Don't bring this box for people who are new. But, this is too but much. You know what's
1: good about this is that you don't have to babysit the cigar, and that's what's great on a golf course. You're going to need to, uh, unless you are a diehard. you know, I, I see footage of like. A Mike Ditka on a golf course, and he's lining up a putt. He's standing over a putt, and he's got his cigar in his mouth while he's putting. Right. I'm one that has to, I have to put the cigar down to at mm-hmm. least putt. You can set this down for a couple minutes, pick it back up, and it's still lit, still draws great. I, I think this is a a really good choice if you want something that's bold and on the cig- uh, and on the golf course uh, for other cigar smokers, or if you're just like, hey, I just want one for myself.
0: Right. Pick this. Yeah, for yourself, sure. For, yeah. But it, ha- it it's not like hey I'm gonna go meet up some people they don't always smoke don't do that no it's it don't don't spend thirteen dollars a stick to do that
1: no they would light it and they would go through like uh, maybe two minutes of smoking it and put it down and right. say thank you for the cigar
0: no but the flavor on this thing is is very enjoyable um, this is one where the pepper I or, or or I should say the spice stays it absolutely positively stays. it's been consistent mm-hmm. it's it's still there and it's it's a it's a couple of different. Spices. I, I want to say this is not uh, just just one note all the way through. It's had different levels of what, what I what I would call variation. Now, I'm not sure how I would describe it because very often we describe it as 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 pepper, right? That we, yeah. we talk about uh, black pepper or or or, or white pepper. Uh, when you get into the sun grounds, right? When you get into that, um, you're getting. You're you're getting into those heavier uh, things. There is something wonderfully put together ab- ab- about this. That there's there is to an extent almost a heat that comes from this spice that I enjoy uh, quite quite a bit. Uh, with the Ecuadorian, I, I find it's it's a it's a sun grown Connecticut wrapper. Um, there isn't there isn't a hard sweet. There are no for me there are no cocos on this. There are no uh, leathers uh, on this. But there's something, almost a touch of sweet. I don't know if you'd call it a citrus, or or what have you. But it's 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 almost like this undercurrent that's making the spice blend very, very well. Um, and that's why it's not for me. On a, you could do it on a, on a golf course. I wouldn't. This is like if you're somebody's like, okay, can my mouth pick up the differences? What is it that I'm experiencing? That, that's what I would do with this.
1: Well, I'll tell you the other thing about this, too, Tony. This doesn't happen to me very often anymore, and I don't. I, I don't know if this happens to you at all because you smoke more cigars than well, I they do. Sell a pill
0: if that happens to you. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying do it. Have you ever done it?
1: No, I've never taken a blue pill. That's no? what you're asking me. No,
0: you should. No, I, well. so much fun.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll contact my doctor in the morning, but no, uh, I'm getting a buzz off of this. Really, a little bit of a a cigar buzz. Do you even get those anymore? Every now and then, yeah. For some reason, I don't know what it is about this, but I'm I'm catching a little cigar buzz, and I have not finished my first bourbon, so it's not Mm -hmm. the bourbon. I was like, "Oh,
0: this thing in the final third is going to be kind of interesting because that's going to be. I I think it's going to be intense. I'm not so sure. I'm not so. I'm not an expert on the on the domain. Um, The lounge is is an avo that I absolutely love. That's that's a a, a more. a more all around my kind of, of, of flavor but um, I'm still trying to get over the blue pill comment really you have something against blue pills I, I love science
1: just have never met anyone who's said they've used them before yeah. you know it's always
0: blue pill get out of here I don't need any blue pill amazing <laughs> amazing <laughs> amazing oh my gosh you know, you know what? We'll talk about it next time. We'll talk about it. That is Fingers Malloy right there. Find them at FingersMalloy.com. Facebook, Fingers Malloy Radio. Find me, Tony Katz Radio. Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. Twitter and Instagram, uh, Tony Katz, is where you, you find me, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. The place is fantastic. It is so great, and you're going to love being here. You know they're available for private parties, too. You can rent out the whole place, and they got day a, or a nice little private room back there too. Yeah, don't they? I don't think you can rent that no. out. <laughs> no, no, no. You you can join. <laughs> I don't think you can rent that out. But they do. They do great parties and great food. We've got the charcuterie. Uh, here with 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 some fantastic meats and cheeses on there. The smoke gouda they do. Oh, and they uh, get a great steak night here okay. every once in a yeah. while. It's fantastic. Absolutely terrific. Fanimation.com for your ceiling fans. Backbone bourbon is the bourbon that should be in your liquor cabinet. Go get that uh, right now and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, that's Fingers Malloy, and this is Eat, Drink, Smoke.